KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. The economy is in a COVID-induced nosedive, and a record number of people have now filed for unemployment. This could be our Great Depression. A survey by the First National Bank of Omaha back in February found that about half of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck and didn't have an emergency fund to deal with a sudden loss of income that lasted beyond three months. Chances are many of those who are now unemployed or underemployed are turning to credit cards to pay for the basics. I wanted to get some advice on how you can navigate this financial storm and your credit card usage. And so I reached out to Beverly Harzog. She's a credit card expert and consumer advocate and a consumer finance analyst for U.S. News & World Report. So Beverly, you're being very generous with your time. We really appreciate that. Sure. And because of that, uh, we're going to make this a two-part podcast. So part one is really going to be about personal finances. What do you need to do if you're in financial trouble because you've lost some or all of your income? Part two is going to be about what could happen to the credit industry if people can't pay off the debt they've accrued during this pandemic. What should you do if you fall into that category and what the fallout could be for consumers, in other words, all of us. Beverly, these are extraordinary times, which means pretty much the old playbook gets tossed out the window, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, these are not normal times. Yeah. I've been looking up some statistics, and in February, the first National Bank of Omaha surveyed 8,000 workers and discovered that 53% of Americans don't have an emergency fund, and 49% were living paycheck to paycheck. That means... Mm -hmm. You know, half of us at least don't have a cushion. We didn't have a cushion heading into this. And then you add credit card debt on top of that and now the unemployment. Um, I'm ex- I, I expect, Beverly, and I don't know if you agree, that a lot of people are going to be forced to use their credit cards to pay for necessities right now. Carol, I agree. Um, you know, about 16 million actually applied for unemployment. So, yeah, we're seeing, um, you know, we're going through a time period that we have never seen before. Yes, credit cards, uh, you know, we're going to be seeing a rise in credit card debt. We already have. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're just going to have to ride this out. Uh, normally, I would say do not put uh, any expenses on your credit card that you cannot pay off at the end of the month. I mean, I've been saying this for many decades, but right now all bets are off. And right now my mantra is do what you need to do to survive. And then when things calm down, uh, you know, we'll all just have to get out of debt together and I'll be there to help people. Can you give us an idea? You said that um, credit card usage and debt has already started to rise. Can you give us an idea? Can you quantify that for us at all? Uh, I don't have the exact number in front of me. Uh, The Federal Reserve released a report last week to show that it had gone up a couple of percents. 
uh, which doesn't sound like a lot, except we're talking about in trillions. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when you think about that, even a t- even a couple of percent is is a big jump. And that was before things really got going, where we had so much isolation and so many businesses, you know, closed. So, you know, in the meantime, you know, if you get those stimulus checks, uh, you know, you need to use that very wisely. And I understand that people are hurting and that for many of of them, the check is only going to begin to cover what they're going through. But right now, we've just got to take it a day at a time. And hopefully, you know, we'll be getting seeing another round of those checks at some point if things don't ease up quickly. Beverly, let's start with those who have been hardest hit, people who didn't have a lot of savings to begin with and who now find themselves unemployed. Mm-hmm. I know you said, you know, you've got to take care of the necessities. You've got to cover your basics. Do you have advice for them, um, you know, when they do get the stimulus check, how mm-hmm. should they use it? What should they do with it? Okay, Carol, that is a great question. Uh, what I am recommending, and this is uh, not going to work for people who live paycheck to paycheck, but I'm recommending uh, that people put that in their emergency fund uh, if they're able to currently pay their bills. Now, if you cannot pay your bills, you need to use that stimulus check to, and put it towards secured debt. And what I mean by that is towards your mortgage or towards your car payment, whichever you deem most important and whatever you can cover. Credit card debt is unsecured debt. And while I consider it evil debt, <laughs> very toxic, I mean, because of compound interest, uh, that's unsecured debt. So nobody's going to come to your house and, and take something away from you that you need to try to get another job or try to get to, to work uh, or a place for your family to live. So let's focus on secure debt first. Now, but there is something that you can do about your credit card debt. Uh, right now, I'm seeing a, a pretty good response from most credit card issuers. Uh, call them. Call customer service. Tell them, you know, that you need some help. Um, every uh, credit card issuer usually has a hardship department. And so just ask for the hardship department. And they have this even even before, you know, the uh, COVID-19 came into the picture. They've always had these hardship departments. They're not advertised very often because they don't want people to take advantage of it. But right now, they realize people are hurting. So they're working with folks. You know, you might be able to skip a payment or maybe they'll lower your interest for, you know, a a time period. So just reach out. uh, Know what you're going to say ahead of time. Write a couple of bullet points so that you can be brief and to the point. Uh, And for some people, um, you know, nobody has to embellish (laughs) what's going on. I mean, you know, many people are just really hurting and can't pay their bills at all, certainly not the credit card bill. Uh, So just ask for some help and see what they can do for you. And just hang in there. These are stressful, tough times, but we're going to get through it. What what is your best argument if I mean if you're going to call you should make bullet points so so what should you tell them I mean yes there's a pandemic everybody knows that so what are your best arguments to get a break yes, here right right okay how has it impacted you personally and your family uh, if it's just you and you're self supporting. Uh, you know, say that, you know, some people have a partner, they've got a dual income coming in. But for many people, they're either alone, uh, supporting themselves, or they're single parents. 
which is even a, a dicier situation because you've got kids to care for. Uh, so just say what your family situation is, your household situation, uh, and stress that you know you have completely lost your job. You might say what industry you're in because we're all very aware of which industries are hurting, particularly you know those who were, who were in service positions in uh, restaurants. Uh, many of these have completely lost their livelihoods, and they don't know for how long. So, um, you know, be as brief as you can, as I said, but also be pretty descriptive. I mean, just lay it on the line, exactly what your problem is and why you cannot survive without some help. And just be honest, um, you know, be polite. Try not to get angry. Uh, and I know that's hard right now, okay, because people are stressed. Uh, but just try to be uh, as patient as you can because uh, the people that you're talking to, you know, they're dealing with this all day long now and they're getting kind of stressed too. So, you know, let's just, if we could just go for kindness on both sides, uh, that might go a long way towards getting things done as fast as possible. You said so don't get angry. So what should you expect when you're talking to a representative from the credit card company, what would you what should you expect them to ask you or push you on? Well, they're going to want to know what your um, your income situation is. So be ready with those budget numbers. Um, and uh, when I mention not getting angry, um, I'm thinking of people who are angry before they call <laughs> because this is this situation is out of our control, and that tends to make you uh, feel kind of angry or fearful just because of what you have, you know, the situation you find you're in, you're in, you know, through no fault of your own. Uh, so I'm just saying approach the call, you know, with calmness and uh, be ready to give specifics. What's your income? What was your job? Um, what are your expenses uh, that you have? What is your emergency fund? And maybe you don't have an emergency fund because you've been dealing with a, a medical illness that has cost you a lot of money. So work in, you know, as many details as you can. Uh, be honest up front uh, and give the ch- person a chance to respond. But the more details that you can give, the better response you're going to get because they're going to know what you need. So they really do care. You know, they do. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're not used to thinking that way. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> and, no, and let's face it, you know, banks are for-profit companies, okay? They're, they're, it's, it's not technically their job to care whether we can pay our bills. But right now, uh, you know, we are seeing a we're all in this together, uh, you know, kind of feeling. Um uh, I know I just got a rebate from my car insurance company, you know, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, so we're seeing companies step up and do things that normally would not take these steps. And the credit card issuers, um, uh, you know, many of them have really have really surprised me. And, and some of them have even, you know, like I believe Apple, um, the Apple card has said you can skip a payment and not even pay interest for that month. And that's a very big deal. So there's, um, you know, they do need to try to stay in business themselves, but I I am seeing them having a little empathy for those uh, who are their customers and, um, you know, who they've worked with uh, for a while and they want to help. I think the frightening part, well, there are many frightening parts here, Beverly, (laughs) but one of them is like, we just don't know how long this is going to last. And we don't know that when the economy, you know, it's not going to be the, you know, somebody's not going to throw a switch and everything's going to magically come back on. So a lot of these people are going to be looking at long-term hardship and maybe the possibility that they can't even 
make the minimum payment, not just this month or next month, but, but for a few months to come. How do they handle that? Yeah, you know, Carol, that's really the conundrum uh, that so many people uh, will find themselves in. And as you mentioned earlier, there are people now that live paycheck to paycheck or can barely pay their bills. So those people in particular, and if they've already lost their jobs and had no cushion, uh, you know, they really are in a very, very tough spot. Uh, You know, one thing I would suggest right now and, you know, as I mentioned, this is something where you're going to have to, to look at it in terms of which fire do I need to put out first, okay? So let's say you can't pay your uh, mortgage. Uh, you know, that's a secured loan. You don't want to lose your house in the middle of all this. Uh, call your lender, okay, and explain your situation. This isn't just about talking to credit card issuers. You also want to talk to your mortgage company, okay, because I'm seeing them work with people as well. Uh, So what we're going to see going forward, and you're right, we're not going to bounce back instantaneously. Um, I do believe, you know, based on what, you know, um, I've heard from the top economists that they they believe that we will, you know, go into a recession, probably there now, uh, but that we will bounce back when things open back up. But it's not going to be instantaneous. Uh, You know, this um, recession right now, or whatever we want to call it, is not the result of an economic cycle. It's the result of sort of a natural disaster. It's on par with that. Uh, So since it wasn't a part of a normal cycle, we might bounce back a little bit faster. But there are going to be, you know, some long months where people are still struggling to get out. And all they can do is, you know, get back to work as quickly as possible. If you possibly can, there are some, uh, you know, what we call stopgap jobs that you might be able to get in the meantime, like Amazon is hiring. There are a lot of things you can do from home uh, that that you might be able to uh, do just temporarily, okay? Uh, So, you know, look into that if that's possible for you, Um, you know, for people that don't have childcare anymore. Uh, you know, I know I'm working with a lot of people now that are suddenly working remotely and they don't have child care. And that, that's a tough one, too, to have to think about. So uh, you just have to assess your own unique personal situation and see what you can do to try to survive as long as you can. And this is why I suggest, if possible, hang on to the money from that stimulus check as long as you can. Stretch it out as far as you can if that's possible. Uh, because right now every dollar counts. So you're saying, you know, you were saying stretch it out. Um, mm-hmm. So I know normally you would say pay down the high interest credit cards, but <laughs> right. you're, you're yeah. saying basically you need that money at your fingertips. And mm-hmm. so the old rules, rules don't apply and just make the minimum payments if you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely, Carol. And this is something I never thought I would ever say. <laughs> okay, but these are... Yeah. <laughs> These are unusual times, and you mentioned the word uncertainty, and that's the word I keep seeing in almost everything I read online, uncertainty, these uncertain times, and, and that's it. Um, you want to take the lowest risk approach that you possibly can, and the least amount of risk is hanging on to your dollars as long as you can. So I'm just suggesting right now, if you've got a large amount of high-interest credit card debt and you don't have an emergency fund, just keep paying minimums right now and put that money in a savings account in case you need it to pay for food, okay, uh, or for, you know, your mortgage. Uh, so, yeah, just save your money as much as you can right now. And then, you know, 
many of us are going to have to face a whole lot of debt when this is over. But at that point, you know, we'll talk about new options, you know. Uh, maybe you can get a balanced transfer credit card or consolidate debt on a personal loan at a at a decent rate. So there will be options out there waiting for us. But right now, I just want people to focus on financial survival, and that means taking you know the least amount of risk as possible with the money you do have. What if you just stop paying? What happens then? Uh, that is not a good idea, even in a time like this. You need to make the effort to reach out. You need, you need to, to let them know that you know you owe this bill. You're responsible. You're not, um, you know, avoiding or in denial about debt. Uh, you're a responsible, uh, you know, cardholder, consumer, and you want to pay that debt. You know it's due. So you call and you ask for a little help while you're going through this. Uh, it is not a good idea just to sit back and just see what happens. Um, even if, you know, we do get some laws passed where they say, okay, we're not going to ding your score during this time. There's all kinds of legislation going on about that. Um, in the meantime, you could end up taking a, a, a big hit to your credit score, okay? Uh, and even if some of this eventually gets wiped out by legislation, uh, you're going to have a much tougher time now, okay, because you're not going to qualify for a loan you might need just to survive. I've been surprised, Beverly. I've gotten some solicitations from, from credit cards that I have offering extra points for using the card for necessities, <laughs> gas, food. I mean, I, I've gotten those in my inbox and my jaws dropped. Yes, I'm getting them too. <laughs> and you know, there are a couple of reasons for this, I think. One, uh, you're probably a customer who uh, uses their card and pays their bill on time, and that's what they really need right now, okay, because they are helping so many people, and they have to survive as well. So for the people who can actually, uh, you know, still pay back their debts, you know, they're encouraging us to, you know, spend a little more, you know, with our credit card. So at least they get those transaction fees. So, it, you know, it's sort of a delicate dance right now with, um, with credit cards. Um, if you still have your cards and you're in good standing, you have a good credit score, you might get some extra, you know, bonuses during this time, you know. So uh, if you are in a good situation and you feel like you can take care of this and you've got an emergency fund to, you uh, take advantage of this and you've got an emergency fund to pay back whatever credit card debt you get that month, then fine, go ahead and take advantage of that. Um, But uh, that's probably why we're seeing a little more of that. Uh, And if you're getting any kind of uh, solicitations for travel credit cards, uh, you know, people aren't getting those as much right now because we're not supposed to travel. And no one's going anywhere. uh, And those are big money cards for the credit card issuers. So um, that's why we're seeing activity. Um, I don't think that they're actually, you know, being tone deaf to what's happening. I think they're targeting uh, people that uh, are still paying their bills and, you know, trying to make up the revenue they're losing on the other side where they're actually trying to give some people some help. Don't you have to be careful, though, because if your credit card usage goes up, your score, I mean, that can have an effect on your your credit score, right? Absolutely. Um, And yes, and this is something I talk about all the time. Uh, If you've got 
a uh, credit utilization ratio, and that's the amount of uh, debt you have compared to the amount that you have available. So if you had a $1,000 credit limit, uh, 30% of that would be $300. If you go over $300, it might start digging your score. Uh, But right now, uh, the most important thing is just to be able to pay your bills. And when we start coming out of this and people start getting out of debt, and there will be some options, as I mentioned earlier, even if you need to transfer that debt to, uh, you know, a a debt consolidation loan at a lower rate, uh, that's going to bring your utilization down on that card, so your score will start to go up. So there are some nifty tricks (laughs) I'll be able to talk about when this is over to try to repair your score and to help you get out of debt. That's going to be a very important conversation, Beverly. Absolutely. I, yes, I'm already thinking ahead about that, and um, uh, you know, um, because that's that's going to be what people need for months on end. And um, so, just hang tough right now, and you know, we're going to figure this out. So, as I said at the beginning of this episode, we're dividing this podcast into two parts. In part two. You can hear what Beverly has to say about the bigger picture, what this could look like for consumers and financial institutions on the other side of this pandemic.